Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Hi, everybody. Hi. Air cheers. Air cheers. We We forgot forgot our drinks. Drinks. Uh, Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And happy Valentine's Day, almost. Almost. Yeah, today we're going to have a very special episode with the theme of self-love, because it's the eve of Valentine's Day, and we have a very special guest here who I'll introduce right away. We have Polly Rodriguez here. She's the CEO and co-founder of Unbound. Um, Unbound is a sexual lifestyle company aimed at empowering women by encouraging sexual exploration and just a very cool company that I wrote about recently and um, was gifted some product by and really enjoyed. So I'll just say that. But hi, Polly. Thank you so much for being here. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. We're so excited. Yeah, Um, we were were like, knew we were, you know, going to hopefully have you on the podcast and it sort of started to be around February. And we were like, oh, this is exactly what we want our Valentine's Day episode to be about. Because like, I hate Valentine's Day. Like, I think it's, I just have, it always stresses me out in a relationship or single. Like I just, it's not my thing at all. And I feel like it's a great day to reclaim, you know, and just be like, this is about, this can be about whatever the fuck we want it to be about. Yeah, it's like a lose-lose holiday. It's like if you're in a relationship, it's always a letdown. If you're single, it's like a really shitty reminder that you're single. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, and like every every Valentine's, every Valentine's Day I've had that I've been in a relationship and I've gone out and done something, the thing I've done has always sucked because it's always like <laughs> cheesy. You know, it's like all these restaurants have like prefix and it's like cheesy and thin, like just – candles and too much like I don't know not my thing so the fucking worse yeah, yeah fully and just um we're gonna have kind of Polly give us a rundown on Unbound but just really briefly if you're joining us um thank you for listening and 51 First Dates is a podcast and a dating experiment about 51 dates and we're on date 17 so we'll recap that um but yeah basically I'm single and Liza's trying to help me ba- break my bad dating habits and yeah, we, we have it. no elevator. Pitch. We're getting tighter on you know, and no, no longer takes us fifteen minutes to explain it, which is I think yeah. positive. We're getting there. Um, but yeah, and uh, we talk about love and themes relating to love, sex, dating, etc. Self love today. Self love. Um, so Polly, can we throw it to you to just kind of give our listeners a rundown on Unbound and like kind of how it got started? Yeah. So Unbound's a sexual wellness company. Um, and like people are like, well, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> it means that we make and sell vibrators, lubricants, and accessories. Um, for me personally, I went through cancer when I was 21 years old. And part of that cancer diagnosis included radiation treatment. Radiation sent me into menopause at 21, which is what every 21 year old wants to go through. Right. <laughs> um, but I, you know, did as one does at that age. I ended up on Google trying to figure out, like, what that meant for my sex life, what that meant for my, like, quality of life, and found myself just falling up really short. Like, there wasn't anything online that was kind of pragmatic, but also, like, cheeky and funny and witty and allowed you to also buy products while reading content and becoming informed about the category. So spring... I guess, forward 10 years. And that is kind of the catalyst behind Unbound is to be that kind of one-stop shop for content and product when it comes to women and femme-identifying individuals who want to explore their bodies and their sexuality. Thank you. That was a perfect rundown. That's fucking, (laughs) that's so fucking cool. Like, I I feel like normalizing stuff around sex is becoming, you know, such a conversation and like obviously moving in such a positive direction. But I think it's Really, really dope that there's like, you know, powerful ladies out there who are like, oh no, like we can talk about this. It's not, doesn't have to be a like taboo. Like it's not 1956. And your packaging is amazing and your products, or at least what I have, the squish. It's just like, I was trying to explain it to Liza. I didn't break it out for everyone. I could, um, but I won't. Don't worry. Um, but just, yeah, it's like very adorable. I was like almost like a cartoon character. I couldn't quite explain it, right? Like, I don't know. Just really, really great products. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. So we always ask our, our guests this. Do you, do you have, a, like, a worst date or a bad dating experience from your life that you'd like to share? Oh, my God. I have so <laughs> many. Honestly, like, dating in New York, it got to a point where I was like, I'm just going to keep doing this because the stories are too good not to. Um, 
God. Okay. So I, this, the one that sticks out in my mind was just like, there was like a train wreck of disaster. I like showed up to like one of my favorite bars. I live in Chelsea. So there's this bar called the trailer park bar. I don't know if you guys, know um, that. I love that bar a lot. I live, in Chelsea I live, also. I live for the tater tots. At oh, they're the so bar. good. They're I like so good. literally, no matter how bad the date is, I'm like, at least I get tots. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I show, I, it was like around Christmas time and I'm like wearing this ridiculous dress because I have a like work col- holiday cocktail party afterwards. I'm like, okay, like my, like I was like, this will be my exit strategy if it's a bad date. So I show up to this date wearing this like beautiful like dress, but I'm like, like it's the middle of the winter and I have like this big coat on and I like take my coat off and I sit down and I'm like sitting in trailer park bar, which is by all accounts, a like awful dive bar. I mean, like it's a great bar, but it's a dive bar for sure. And I'm like wearing this ridiculous dress and like the waitress keeps looking at me and I'm like, she probably hates me because I'm like so overdressed for this bar. Like, 10 minutes go by, and then finally I look down. My whole boob is hanging out <laughs> of my dress. And this guy who, one, catfished me, like, looked nothing like his profile photos, had said nothing. My boob's just <gasps> hanging out for, like, a solid, like, 10 minutes. Oh, my gosh. And I was just like, I was like, excuse me? I was like, were you really not going to say anything? Um, and so that was, that was a disaster. Oh, my God. Um, How did he respond when you were like, did he was you, like, I'm did- sorry. He's like, I just didn't know how to, like. Like, like, bring it up, and I feel like that is one of the situations where, like, once you're like two minutes in, how do you like be like, uh, uh, like he like had missed the point, the window in which he could have alerted me that my entire boob was out. Well, it's like when someone has something in their teeth across from you, but times a million because it's a boob. Yeah, you know. Uh, Oh boy. All right. Well, that's that's pretty epic. I feel Um, like that's a very like rom com scene but it it was like i could not get out of there fast enough and then he wanted to walk me to the train i was like please do not walk me to the train (laughs) i don't think anyone should walk anyone anywhere (laughs) unless it's like your good friend you know i'm just like i don't want to walk with you or just when something bad when a date is bad i don't understand the like let's keep it going though like i I guess it's sometimes just like one person having a different experience i mean he got to see your boobs so maybe he was just like yeah that was probably yeah. yeah and then last summer i accidentally went on a date with a homeless person oh my which God. was not i thought it was gonna be romantic he like ran up to me in the park and was like girl you're so beautiful can i get your number and i was like leave me alone but then i was like oh what a cute story this could be and then i was like out with my with like friends at the standard and I like texted him. I was like, yeah, you can come like to the beer garden, which I hate. I hate that place. I don't know why I was there. Don't judge me. But (laughs) he showed up with this giant backpack and these like bags of clothes. And I was like, what's, what's all this? And he's like, well, I'm kind of in between places right now. And I was like, oh my God. Oh Oh, my God. But I I slept with him anyway. So I was (laughs) good on you. (laughs) Just get something out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, oh those, those are pretty good. That's those hilarious. are going in the, the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, both those situations. are both incredible stories. Um, this is a side question that's just popping in my head now. Um, are men ever intimidated by what you do? Not that they should be. They should be impressed. But is there any weirdness ever around that you found it unbound? Anyone? Yeah, it's, like, weird that uh, – like, it's weird that they can Google me and find out, like, the most intimate details about my life. Um so, yeah, like, I had one guy that we'd been dating for a little while, and I, like, went back to his place, and he, like, got out a crop, and was like, I know you like this, and I was like, what? I was like, Whoa. dude, like, we haven't even slept together yet, like, why are you making assumptions? And then, like, I had this other guy just last week, I was in the middle of an event, and, like, we were supposed to go on a date, we hadn't even been on a date yet, and he, like, calls me up in the middle of this event, and he's like, I just want to let you know that, like, I can't go on a date with you. And it's not because of what you do. I Googled it. I'm I'm a sex positive person. He like goes on this like five minute rant about how like he's actually in a relationship and shouldn't have been on Bumble. And like it was just so bizarre. But he was like, I want to be very clear that I am sex positive and a feminist and it has nothing to do with what you do. And so I think people just tend to like sometimes go overboard. And it's like I kind of do miss the days where I could just like date people and like I don't know. Like, people make a lot of assumptions about, like, my sexual interests, and that gets really frustrating and annoying. Oh, mm-hmm. I can imagine. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, especially when I feel like that's what – that's, you know, can be a difficult part of the early stages or early stages of a relationship anyway is, like, figuring out your communication style. And it also is, like, a great part of, like, figuring out what each other likes and, like, getting to know each other sexually, but – I feel like communicating about it, I've had trouble with. It's got to be really tricky for people to be like, oh, I already know about you, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 
again, this is different because we signed up to make this podcast, but like, it's been interesting. Like, it's been interesting just Googling because I also write fairly daily, part-time. So just, yeah, some people really don't like that, I think. And the podcast is fucking fair. I'm like, you do not have to, you can take it or leave it, you know? <clears throat> but yeah, I guess maybe I have a tiny update there that I'll share for our listeners. And just because we're talking about being Googled, um, one of the dates I've gone on quite a few dates with, in fact, he was, he was, he was date number 13. And Polly, I went on a date and I had mixed up um, the numbers in my phone. So I expected this very different guy to show up than who did, which was mortifying for me. I was just like kind of in shock. I knew who this other guy was too. I just mixed them up because the numbers were Oh my so God. Good. Were you so, dating both of them? I had not met either. So it was like for the podcast and I was like, gotta get a date in. Like just thought it was going to be this 44 year old because Liza was like, you should get out of your comfort zone. You always date people your own age. And it was not. Um, and I, again, recognized him, but just like expected someone else and uh but we've been hanging out and he's really cool and I finally told him about the podcast and he was like yeah I googled you uh and he had to find out not for me that the whole first day I didn't know who he was so that's an update oh my god yeah so oh my god but he was fine with the podcast he was like I went back and listened and the date before him was like very similar sounding but a terrible date um so yeah so far that was fine that went okay but Oftentimes, we've just get gotten questions about, like, what what's going to happen when that happens because it's a weird thing that we're doing here. But, yeah. Very different. Very different. We're not, like, but I feel like changing lot, lives. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it's, like, women who, like, like, I don't – I'm very not apologetic. Like, I used to be, like, it's okay. If, like, it makes you feel weird. And then I'm, like, no, screw it. Like, I think – I just think it's a very recent phenomenon that, like, women are open about – dating and sexuality and just kind of like own it. And there is a very specific group of guys that that makes them uncomfortable, regardless of whether it's vibrators or like a dating podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think in some ways it's kind of nice because it like basically rules out anybody that you weren't going to date anyways. Yeah, you know? it's like a good litmus test to be like, okay, are you cool with a certain level of, you yeah. know. And yeah, it's a tricky thing too that we're, the, we're one of the first, you know, groups of people who have to figure out like our public online selves and reconcile that with our private life. Like it's a new thing that we're all just, you know, it's the Wild West and we're all just trying to figure it out. I know. I dated a guy once that like I went to this like cat skills. They were all like literally influencers on Instagram and like all had like well over like 20,000 followers or whatever. And like I had like four and like they were mostly all my like family members. And I remember um, he like looked at my Instagram and was like, you know, Polly, I just I it's cute. But like, what is your personal brand? Like, what are you trying to say to the world with your Instagram? And I'm like, huh? Like, I don't know. It's like my puppies and my dogs and some French fries. And like, I'm not trying to say anything like, yeah, but it was just like a weird moment where I was like, is that what it's come to where we all have to have like where we have to like curate a personal brand on yeah. Instagram? Which you is know? hilarious because you literally have created an actual brand that makes and does and sells real things that like matter to people. You know, like that's what I think is so funny. Like your personal brand, like you actually have a fucking company in print. Like, That's yeah, it's like, it's like Instagram is where I can like, you know, put up dumb photos of things. Like, I, it's just, I think it's exhausting sometimes, like with social media, how we have to have this like super put together, uh, like, I don't know, this is talked about in nauseam, but it's just like, where's, where are the moments where you can just be like unfiltered and not pressured to look, like look, make it appear as though our lives are perfect because none of them are. Totally. Yeah. No. That's why I love, like I love when celebrities have um, like non-polished Instagrams. Mm -hmm. Like I texted Kimmy the other day and I was like, you have to look at Laura Dern's Instagram. Like she, it's just, one. it's like, she's just a kind of like cute mom. Like it's so, you know, uh. um, but yeah, but I think that also, you know, serves to make it more important when women especially are like out there actually making and doing things that are more sub substantial sounds yeah. like i'm just judgy judgy judging influencers um well we do we do yeah that we, whatever but it's fucking judgmental also yeah i like to pretend influences. like i'm not judgmental um but in that vein i feel like to me it's really important to balance like self-love sexually and just like self-care and any kind of like outward relationships and just wanted to like hear your perspective on like how to how to find that balance how to make sure you're taking care of yourself yeah look like I mean the studies show that 80 to 85 percent of women like have that 
fake orgasms occasionally to often, like that's not okay. Right. Like why, why are we still doing that? And I think a lot of it goes back to the fact that like, it's still, and again, I'm talking in very binary terms. So I would say women, femme identifying individuals, marginalized people, um, generally speaking, but I think it's, it is really hard to imagine a world in which like, if you're not aware of your own body, tactically, if you're not masturbating and if you don't enjoy that, it's, I don't know, it's kind of those things where like, I I think that like, it is a very important part of like self care and like wellness. And I think that you have to know what you enjoy on your own. Um, and then it makes it a lot easier to ask for what you need with a, with another partner. And so I think I just really look forward to the day where women don't feel the need to like fake orgasms and where you can just ask for what you want. And even if you're, you can't get that from a partner for whatever reason that you can, you know, be autonomous and get, and, and, you know, masturbate and get off yourself. I just think it's really important that women have a sense of autonomy when it comes to their bodies. Yeah. That's so interesting because even, and again, I don't have shame about it. I write about sex on the internet, like, but even just like getting that you're unbound products and just feeling like, I don't know, I would, when men talk about masturbating, it's like funny since we're young, we know about dudes masturbating. It's so, there's so much shame around it still for women. Not that I'm like hiding the, or I don't want them out, but I'm just still like, it's such a weird thing that you know, I'm, I'm still a little shy about it, even though like, I loved getting this cool gift. Cause I sent like a picture of it to a guy I was dating. Just like, isn't this just the box? Like, this is so cool. Cause I never, he had just gotten like free Y7 yoga classes from work. And I was like, oh damn, like I want that. But I was like, what I got. And he just, I think was overwhelmed. And like, I guess it's a lot, but it was like, we had gone on like five dates. We hadn't had sex yet, but we had hooked up. I was like, it's not, it shouldn't be weird or it shouldn't make me feel weird, even though nothing bad came from it. He was just like, oh, haha. And I was like, do you know what Unbound is? And then he was like, oh, this is cool. But I just felt this weird shame still and I fucking shouldn't. And like with the right people, you don't feel any shame about that. But there's just still such a weird thing where women, I have female friends who like, I feel like they masturbate, but they still don't like talk about it. We're pretty open about it, but- I have other friends where they're like, well, no, I I know everyone, but it's also because, but like, it's because growing up, if you think about like pop culture, like every, everything that we're surrounded by, like male sexuality and male masturbation is just like kind of a given where it's like, of course they do it. We all know this, but like as women, we don't talk about it and no one tells us. And it's just kind of weird. Like we don't, I don't know. It's like, we're all waiting for permission for someone to be like, Oh no, go ahead. It's fine. You you, like, it's not weird. Like you're not a weird person if you masturbate. And I, I I do agree. And I think, um, I hope that, that women will increasingly not feel so weird and embarrassed about it. Cause the thing that we find is that everybody does it. They're all just like looking for a place where they won't be judged for it. Mm -hmm. Um, which is ridiculous if you think about it. I, I don't know. Like my, it's so funny. Like when I told my parents this, what I wanted to do, they had like polar opposite reactions and they're both like super on board now and like really supportive. But at first my mom was just like, why would you do this? You're going to destroy your career. You're going to destroy your reputation. And my dad's like, no, like masturbation's great. Like more people should do it. Like we could, we could get rid of the opioid epidemic if we just like, <laughs> like, like had more people masturbating. And I was like, okay, dad, like this is not what I need to like hear from you right now. But, it, but on the other hand, I was like, you know, that's like cool that like he's so open and like, I don't know, like, it's, it's funny that for something that like literally doesn't create addiction, isn't harmful to you or anyone around you, like does give you a sense of like calm and euphoria and balance. It's like, why is that a bad, how could that possibly be a bad thing? Right. Totally. Um, Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's so upsetting because I feel like so many women approach anything related to sex, um, from this like fear based, uh, like corner, you know, I feel like we're all taught from a very young age, like, be careful, don't talk to strangers, don't do this, someone's going to touch you, you know, like, very, like, and I think it builds up a lot of, um, uh, yeah, like, it, it can take away, like, I feel like the first time I went to a sex shop, I was like, oh my god, this is, I'm just, I was like, so, 
embarrassed. Like they, there is something very um, tied in, I think, with fe- like the, the fear, I think, prevents it from being fun. And I remember Kimmy was telling me literally about like unboxing your products. And she was like, it's the same happiness you get from like opening a an, a new Apple product. That same like, oh, like it just, you know. And I think that that like spark of of like enjoyment and fun, like the fun of being a consumer of these products has been like hard to find. So I think that's just like really fucking cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it has to do with just something as simple as packaging. Well, that's like, true. Your packaging is amazing. Yeah. But like, the, it's a pretty low bar. Like the bar was literally on the ground and it was like, can somebody just pick it up? Like <laughs> I would go to these trade shows and the packaging is just like women in these like six inch heels with huge boobs and skimpy lingerie and a full face of makeup and like bleach blonde hair. And it's like tied up to a bed and it's like nobody lives like that that is not relatable at all and this packaging makes me feel incredibly inadequate so I'm sure it make it must make other women feel that way too so I just yeah I think that this category has been lacking for a really long time in terms of like people making products and unpackaging experiences that are reflective of like really good consumer product uh businesses yeah yeah that's cool. For maybe some of our listeners who just haven't owned a vibrator or would are just feeling a little shy about it, what would you recommend like starting with or how to approach it? Yeah, I think so for for sti- for stimulation, 70% of uh, women need uh, clitoral stimulation in order to orgasm. So most vibrators, there are only probably like four different main kinds. There's like ones that externally stimulate the clitoris, internally stimulate the G-spot, Then there's dual purpose, which does both. And then there's also like anal vibes too. Um, If it's the first vibrator you're ever going to own, I would suggest um, just like something simple, like a bullet vibe or some type of external vibe. That's like, it's not intimidating. Like Squish, the one you mentioned earlier, um, is our more expensive vibrator, but it's still $99 because we wanted everything to be under a hundred. But that's really great because it's external stimulation. But similarly, we offer um, a bullet vibrator called Zip that's only $17 and that tends to be like a really good like for 17 bucks it's like that's the drink at the bar like mm-hmm. yeah you really have no excuse not to at least try it um so i would just suggest any bullet vibe or clitoral um external stimulating vibe uh if it's like the first one you're ever owning just because they're not from a design perspective intimidating and they're super easy to use um and they're great yeah good awesome so <laughs> And then, um, what are you, what are you kind of hoping for like the future of Unbound? You know, like where do you see, uh, where do you see everything going? Yeah, it's so funny. We've been having a lot of conversations about this lately. I mean, honestly, my dream is to like reinvent women's clinics. Like I want, I just, there's so many things I want to do, but if, if I could really tackle like the big lofty, like dream vision, it's to just like totally change the way we view female sexual health and wellness. So like birth control, like, like ubiquitously available and contraceptives ubiquitously available and like creating community. So like having actual physical locations that teach classes and where women can gather and learn and share and explore, um, specifically within the realm of sexual health and wellness. Like that's ultimately my dream to build that company. Um, which isn't easy because like brick and mortar and retail require a lot of financing. And let me tell you, it's not (laughs) easy to get investors to, to, to believe in. And we have, we've raised capital, but it's, it's a tough battle to show that like, this is a real market and that there's like money to be made, um, by providing this for women. Yeah, that's tough. Cause I do feel like I've seen like, cause it's sex tech, right? Is that right? Is that the term? Like more articles, just that it's expanding. But do you feel like there's still resistance from investors? Oh my God. Yeah. (sighs) I actually am in the middle of writing a piece right now on this, which is just like, it's not just investors. Like Intuit shut down our account last week. We can't advertise on Facebook or Instagram. Our bank account gets shut down all the time. Like there's so many barriers. Can't get insurance. Like it's, like it's because historically the adult industry is this like big black nebulous of like everything from like pornography to like strip clubs to like truck stop novelty shops that sell like DVDs. 
And like, that's not our business. Like that's not our customer. That's not what we do. And so like the banks claim that we're this like really high risk category, but the reality is we're selling to like very professional, like millennial women who want to own a high quality vibrator. Like that is not a high risk business. Um, and it's just frustrating because a lot of the like institutional policies around everything, um, haven't, haven't changed and are, are really outdated. So it's a sex tech is a growing industry, but it is one of the most difficult, um, categories to start a business in. Oh, it's just so disappointing because they're just, I'm, I'm struggling, but it feels like there are way higher risks businesses, like in, in the world of all the different things. Like it's yeah. so frustrating to me, especially just like, like, it's like, just Google, go to your site. Like it feels so different to me than those intimidating other kinds of like sex shops that that's why I wouldn't go buy a vibrator. Like even if I was feeling actually we had to buy a vibrator for like a video we made once and we went together to Ricky's and we're like, this is so weird. They're going to think we're buying this together and like, fuck it. And it's Ricky's, but like other sex stores like down in the West Village are just so, I feel like they're all shut down now, but just intimidating or like, and the thing you said about all the branding, it's always like gross. I think it's also like, I feel so many times like everything in the like adult industry is geared towards men like even if i'm yeah. like just trying to watch porn i'm like i don't like any of this and there's better like people are making better there's porn the blah, 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 whatever. Women's section that you can use yeah and it's, it's like, like it's like literally they're like hundreds and hundreds of sections and then there's like one that's like four women and it's yeah. like really like soft instrumental like musical. yeah like classical violin i'm just like You're well like, what the fuck <laughs> is this cool like yeah it's mm-hmm. it's very but it sucks because then i feel like you know there's so much room for like obviously for women oriented female oriented companies and it sucks that then you're being you know judged on standards that have been set up for and like this this whole world this whole industry that's built around men and like you were even saying like the boxes of like other vibrators where it's like the you know like blonde boobs whatever on the cover like it's like feels like everything is geared to sell towards men so that sucks. That's going to be really frustrating that you're dealing with barriers based on an industry that's really fairly different <laughs> from what you're trying to do. Yeah. It's like, especially it's because like you look at, like I'm very pro cannabis, like legalize we do it. Like there, same, there's same. a deficit yeah. problem, guys. <laughs> like fix it. Just yeah. legalize weed. But it's frustrating because like in Silicon Valley, you saw all these like cannabis startups just like like, I mean, grow like crazy and get funding and they were explosive. And it was because it was like, well, yeah, because a lot of programmers and bros all smoke weed. So it's mm-hmm. like, of course, we're going to back this. And it's like, OK, that's something that's federally illegal. And it has more of an infrastructure than our industry, which is not illegal yeah. and not high risk. And we face more barriers oftentimes than like cannabis companies do. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't know. It's just. If, if we were doing something that was like harmful or like illegal, I would understand it. But it's just like sex, like literally no person on this entire planet would be here if somebody hadn't had sex. So you can't tell me that it's not universally something that is identifiable with every person. Like why Combinator, we made it to the final round of the interviews and they're like, well, we don't think the market size is big enough. And I was like, <sighs> what? Like, I was like, are you, cr-? I was like, tell me that you think my website is garbage. Tell me that you think I'm dumb and I can't build a team, but like, don't tell me that the market size isn't big enough because that's just baloney. That's nuts. Like, yeah. I mean, the market size is everyone. Yeah, it is because it, it <laughs> like, is everyone. Even, you know, like vibrators are great in couples. Right? Asexual people yeah. probably, but even then I know that some asexual people like have varying levels of like desire to masturbate you know blah 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 the market's everyone market's big I mean yeah do you find that so hmm I'm also just thinking within certain couples I can see like because I'm assuming most of the people buying are women from you but also like couples use vibrators I think that's kind of like can really help a sex life if you involve a vibrator I don't know do you feel like oh yeah 30% of our traffic is actually men okay cool that's what I was yeah, and we see a third of all purchases are gifts, which is awesome. Like, cool. I think it's really cool to see, like, we have, um, maybe this is, like, creepy of me, but, like, we have this little, like, section on the checkout flow where if you are gifting it, you can write a note and we'll, like, handwrite it to someone. And the notes, like, literally make me cry sometimes where it's just, like, 
girl, I'm getting you this for your birthday because you deserve it and I love you. And like, it's just really cool to kind of on the back end see people encouraging other people to like love their bodies and like love themselves, especially in a time where like, I feel like every time I get on social media, it's just sexual harassment and sexual assault. And that is really important to highlight and we need to highlight it. But I think it's nice to see a glimmer of hope in the form of like, there are still people out there that are engaging in healthy conversations around like why we should all like just love our bodies and enjoy them and explore them and not feel guilty or shamed about it. Yeah, totally. And yeah, in a time when there's a lot of negative stuff being brought to light as it should be, it needs to be. It's really cool that, you know, there your company's doing some stuff that's really just like about the positive. Like it's just a positive, like, yeah, like sex can be positive. Yeah. It, it should be yeah. positive. Um, unfortunately it's not really, always. no, yeah, right. I'm crazy. Okay. Uh, that's also just really neat. I, I, again, it's like, uh, I expect nothing from men. So, but it is nice that like men are open to like, I feel like I've met a lot of great men who aren't afraid of a vibrator, but like, you know, that's my literal biggest pet peeve. So I'll always get in like press interviews and I'll be like, well, what would you tell a man who just really doesn't feel comfortable with a vibrator replacing him in the bedroom? And I was like, I tell him to get the fuck out of my apartment yeah. is what I would tell him. Be- like, one, go find because, a therapist. <laughs> well, if they're not one, they're not mutually exclusive, right? Like it, it, you can have a vibrator and also have sex because the majority of women don't get clitoral stimulation when they're having penetrative sex. So it's like, it's more reframing the question of like, why are men so afraid of women enjoying sex in the same way that they are? Like, why is that threatening to them? And if you're with someone that finds that threatening, then like, you probably not a great person to be with. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's, it's all about communication. It's all about how you like, you know, approach the topic. Like I wouldn't be like, I'm, bringing this vibrator to bed because I can never get off having sex with you. But at the same time, it could be like, Hey, this would be fun to try. Are you down? Like, is it cool? And I've never had an experience where somebody's like, no, like usually I find whatever, whoever partner you're with is excited to try new things because I think most commonly people fall into like sex lives that get a little stagnant. And so it's kind of like, why wouldn't you want to just like try something new that can be fun and adventurous and interesting? I don't know. No, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah just the double standard is crazy. Ah, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we'll wrap soon. We'll do yeah. the date after so yeah, that yeah, we yeah. let you go on time. But, um, this is so cheesy, but just because our theme is self love, even outside of like vibrators, do you have any like self love tips for you're a very you know, successful, empowered woman for our listeners. Um, just like how to take care of yourself. doesn't matter if you have a man on Valentine's Day or a woman or anyone. Yeah, I um, I am like, obs- <laughs> I'm like best friends with all my badass bitches at Nail Sale on 8th Avenue. They're my girls. I go and get my nails done and like a 15-minute back massage literally like every 10 to 12 days. And I used to be like, oh, I'm wasting money. This is not a good use of funds. Um, But honestly, it's just so nice to like turn my phone on airplane mode. I'll bring like the paper or a book or something and I'll just like sit and get my nails done and then get a back massage and just like it's I don't know. It's probably like a very basic like thing to do, but it just is a nice time to like have just for me because I feel like I am working all the time. And it's really hard, I think, sometimes to be like, okay, I'm going to, like, have this hour, and it's just, like, my hour, and I'm not going to answer my phone, I'm not going to text, I'm not going to do anything, I'm just going to, like, shut off my brain. Um, Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. And, like, also on Valentine's Day, I make it a point to, like, uh, either send cards or, like, text or, like, call my mom, my sister, and all my best friends, just because I, I used to hate Valentine's Day, and now I think... I really like to use it as an opportunity to just like actually think about all the amazing people in my life that I do really love. Um, cause it doesn't have to be romantic. Like that's such an antiquated view of what love is anyways, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's, that's the way that's to very inspirational it. to me as like a Valentine's day hater. I feel like that's a really good and healthy way of thinking about it. Like you gotta take it back. You gotta yeah, take it back. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just a love day. Valentine's. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I want to send handwritten cards now. I That's really sweet. Nice. Um, like if I made, I, I, I like, like making Valentine's. I love crafts. Like I love hearts. Yeah. Um, it was like the best stickers. in elementary oh school. Stickers, stickers. Yeah. yeah. But like, remember we it was wrote, also the best in elementary school when everyone got them and candy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I used to save them. I'd like tape them all up next to my bunk bed. And, be like, and I would read into them too. I'd be like, oh, he's going to think I have a crush on him if I give him like the I love you one. But like, I'm running yeah. out of these friendship forever ones. Yeah. Oh, old school Valentine's. Well, Polly, where can our listeners find your products, find you? Yeah, we're on this thing called the World Wide Web. <laughs> so... Have you heard of it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's this AOL chat room that we're <laughs> No. Um, you can find us at unboundbabes.com um, is our website. We have Unbound Babes handles on all the social medias. Please give me feedback about our personal brand because, like, we always need it. So, um, yeah, thanks for having me. Thank, thank you, you so thank much you for, so much for being here. We really and appreciate it. We'll link all of you guys so you guys can go get the squish, too, because I'm such, such <laughs> a is an brave reviewer. <laughs> yeah. um, thank you so much, Polly. Thanks, Polly. Yeah. This is amazing. We really appreciate date. it. Thank you. I'm excited to tune in and hear what happens next. Drama. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye. Yeah, talk to you guys Bye. Bye. That was Polly Rodriguez. I'm uh, Paul, she's so fucking cool. She's so cool. Oh. She is so cool. I, we, like, we've just geeked out a little bit. And Polly, if you're listening, um, yeah, we were just nerding out a little. We were like, what do we ask? We are unprepared. Like, just cool lady boss. Very cool. Sex positive human. That's what I want to be, but I'm just too busy sitting on my couch. <laughs> but we're gonna we are gonna go over date 17 and we just did it a little reverse because because of self-love because of self-love because we took care of ourselves and then we'll, we'll yeah about the date doesn't fucking don't don't need no man don't need no man um but i am dying to hear about it so yeah. will you tell me so, let's <laughs> do it okay <laughs> okay up. This is my next day taxi cab confession. I'm so hungover accidentally. Um, I just tried to listen to the one I recorded last night. I actually recorded seven taxi cab confessions last night. And then in every one, I talk about the famous person who live in who we just found out lives in your building. Every single one, and every single one, I'm playing a different song, rap song from Spotify on, and every single one has a different number date. It's like date 16, date 17, date 18. Oh my god, I was so drunk after my date last night. Oh my god, it was accidental, but also, yeah. Oh boy, Kimmy Foskett. Um, So it's the next morning. I'm dying working remotely, thank god. And just thinking about how drunk I got. Um, But other than that, I know I'm really bad with details. Um, Army Ranger, very... uh, talkative like it was just a lot that's my first impression um there's nothing literally nothing wrong with this guy we got kind of into like he's not into trump at all but he's really not into hillary either so that happened early but he kept like wanting to hang out so i don't know i i clearly somehow maybe he just i don't know how i made a good impression because i'm being kind of sassy and political but apparently i did because i'm already getting texts okay this was a long one bye guys oh, well that's not embarrassing at all my favorite thing about that whole there's a lot there that i love my favorite thing about that whole that whole tcc was the the inflection in your voice when you said talkative he's a little talkative like it was just the, a perfect read of that word. Yeah. I want to loop that one word and have that be my text alert or my ringtone. <laughs> just from you saying Talkative. I'm, I'm, Talkative? So we'll get into the details now. I just want to go back to um, where – sorry, I'm just grabbing the first place we were on our date. Also, I want to hear those other ones later. <laughs> okay. All the um, other texts we have. Oh, questions. yeah. Maybe if you join the secret Facebook group. Oh, my God. Can we post them <laughs> in the secret Facebook group? I literally – so let's just start there. I think I realized this date was not going to be my vibe, but I, like, needed to let loose. Like, I think yeah. I just recorded. It was, like, a Thursday. I was just, like, whatever. Now we're drinking martinis. Now we're at another bar. I just, like, was, like, yeah. let's just, just have fun with this person. Yeah. Because it, it's not – yeah. Yeah. It was very totally. – Yeah. I mean, that's fun. part of the fun of – what you're doing is just like, like I'm just gonna go meet. Um, no, I just couldn't stop hanging out, even though I didn't think we were quite a match. Okay. Okay. Basically, it was just a lot. I feel like okay. So he was mm, ah, he was only a year younger than I am, but because he was 
um, an army ranger, or is, but was uh, active. He's at Columbia now. Okay. Under, undergrad. So he was, came from uptown. Um, he was, like, really nervous that I was going to ghost him because he had texted me, like, hey, I'm leaving, and I hadn't replied, meet you, which was a little interesting. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to. We confirmed earlier in the day. Like, yeah. totally cool. If you took a time and place, you don't need to, like. That's kind of how I felt. Yeah. Because he, but again, just, like, you know, I think that's his personality. So basically, we went to this place called Analog that I just looked up. It was in the West Village, um, or, like, Above Washington Square Park on 8th Street, kind of like... Huh, that's a weird little area. It's like that street, bit of street with a bunch of bars. It was good. It was dark. It was definitely like good cocktails, like very good date vibes. Did Um, he pick it or you picked it? He picked it. Oh, nice. Um, He had been like... And he kind of got there and he... I think he said, you look great, which is so sweet. But I said like, I wasn't sure if I heard him right. So I was like, oh. And then he was like, oh. I was like, oh, thank you. Like I just... I He said some... Yeah. But then we sat down. Um, It was fine. He just... Um, yeah, kind of got right into it, like said something, asked me something, came up that I applied to business school immediately, was like, oh, I should introduce you to my my old boss at this big entertainment company who went to Harvard Business School, like just all this stuff started coming at me, which was fine. But a lot of, um, a lot of talking and not maybe listening. Gotcha. To the point where I thought in the middle of the first drink that it was just going to be like, uh -uh, we're just both not getting along. This is bye-bye. Like one of those moments where you're like... You don't need me here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know when you're in one of those bit. conversations where you're like, I'm not a necessary party in this two-way conversation. I feel like every one of our opinions kind of went against each other a yeah. little bit. Like, he at one point was like, well, but I never live in Brooklyn. And I was like, dude, you know, you just asked me where I lived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just little things like that. Was, also, oh, no, like, well, I would. But the Upper East Side. I, West Side, too. Oh, I'm, he lives on, he lives on like the I Upper West? By Columbia. Oh, like, that's actually nice. Never but, mind. The only but, neighborhood in Manhattan I really deeply don't like being around it being in a slippery side sorry but um yeah anyway so that was fine but then I was getting kind of drunk and he also I was was trying to be really open-minded um I genuinely asked him questions about like his experience as an army ranger because that's really intense yeah that's like really interesting it's really intense was he allowed to talk about stuff he told me things that were pretty intense um and I just when we did talk about I, again, I don't try to bring up Trump, but he came up and he clearly was anti-Trump. But then I just asked him sp- some specific questions about just, like, what, like, the experiences was, like, serving our country under Obama versus Trump. Or, like, what – and I was trying to be really open-minded because, yeah. like, he has a really different experience. And there were just – yeah, I found out some things that, like – he also said that some women have been, like, said terrible things to him on dates because of what he does, which mm. that's not cool, guys. We're liberal that's- as fuck. But, like, when someone serves really country. Really not cool. You know? Like... Well, also, like, you know, the army is, like... Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I just feel intense, like you have to be respectful. Yeah. Like, they're, they're... Yeah, it's... I agree. So, I guess it was all going fine. It's a little tough because it was probably, what, like, over a week ago now, this date, actually. Um, but... It just didn't feel like it was going well, but he wanted to get another drink, and I I can't stop hanging out. So I was like, okay. And he didn't know any bars in the West Village, so I was like, let's go to Kettle of Fish, because we weren't that far from it. Yeah. Five out of five dicks. So analog, <laughs> I'd give five out of five first date d- dicks, maybe more second date, because it was so cozy. You almost wanted to, like, cozy up with someone. Okay. I'm looking at pictures of it, sorry, um, because I'm curious. And then Kettle of Fish is a Wisconsin bar that's in that's really close to, like, Stonewall. It's in... Um, the West Village, it's divey, it's awesome. It's so good. He had never been, and then, like, we just had, like, two beers, but it was, like, I was a little bit lit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was lit. Actually, this is funny, because I feel like you always say this. At one point, he was like, you haven't peed yet. I'm worried about you. <laughs> I hate peeing publicly, like, because I'd rather just That's make, hilarious. and I can hold my pee for a really long time. But, yeah, that was funny. It's um, cute that he noticed. It was cute that he noticed. He was, like... Having lots of fun chats. He was just, like, saying a lot of things to me about – it just wasn't – like, and then he was being like, I like you. You're – oh, you're this, you're that. But it just felt all, like, a lot. Yeah. And then the day ended, and it was late, and we both got in cars and, like, kissed goodnight because whatever. I'm just, like, hanging out on mm-hmm. a Thursday. Whatever. And um, he – oh, this is the weird part. He started sending – he was like, I never got to show you pictures of my trip. He went on this, like, boat trip. And he started sending me pictures of, I'm going to pull them up for you, of him 
shirtless on this boat trip, like nope, in nope, speedos, nope. holding nope shirtless. Look what you holding, like a pig. Like if this is maybe in the Bahamas, um, or like oh my god, this is the frattiest. And his body, he's hot. These are like insane yeah, photos. Really but it was weird to just get these on the car ride home. And I was drunk, so I was texting him back like songs I was listening to. But I literally texted him after like, the fourth picture. I was like, "Dude, I get it. You're hot." So. <laughs> He's like, no, I wanted to show you pictures of my trip. You're like, oh, yeah, the next day. He was like, I had such an amazing time. It was just like one of those things where I like, maybe I'm just tone deaf, but I, I'm like, I don't know if you really had such an amazing time as you think. Like, well, I'm pretty, I'm a chill person to hang out with. I can listen. I can ask fun questions. But like, 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 I just felt like there wasn't that kind of chemistry. And he wanted to hang out like the next yeah. night. He asked me to hang out the next night. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. And yeah, that was a lot. I mean, I feel like. It happens that there's just different levels of interest or, like, diff- like, I feel like two people can totally walk away from a date and have experienced two different things. Yeah. Like, this, I, this has happened to me where I've been, like, in a thing and the one party is, like, way more invested in it than me. That's fair. I thought you know, dates went well. That just, like, the other person's yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah. And like, oh. And, like, I, I didn't text him first the night up, but I texted him back the night up. So, yeah. yeah. And he actually said something on the date, which, again, I thought was just a little soon. He told me a lot about his dating history. I just learned a lot about him. But, again, he has had, like, an intense job and an intense life. Yeah. I just, like um, – yeah, he was like, he said something like, even if we never hang out again, I'd really like like a text from you explaining why. Which I was like, I'm already, okay. And I already, hmm. he didn't seem that way because we kind of just stopped texting and he hasn't said anything. But yeah. I was thinking it might be a craft corner where I figure out like how to say the right thing. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do we need to do it like, okay, when was the, when were the last texts you guys exchanged? Um, sometime earlier this week and I didn't reply, but okay. he didn't follow up. Um, and he think he was like, how are you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um... So that's jerkish of me, but I don't feel like that's full ghosting after a, a first date. No, I mean after a first date. If he, if he follows up again, though, I'll have to say something. So, what do you yeah. think is the best way to handle a first date like this? Like, okay, so I think if he if he texts you again, uh, say he's like, "How's your day going?" I think you sh- first say something, you know, respond to him genuinely, like, "Oh, fine, blah blah, I'm up to this," like, mm-hmm. yada yada, like. He'll probably reply to that, and then I think you should be like, hey, like, just want to be totally open, like, you just don't, um, I, oh it's my god, hard. I have no idea. Yeah, it's really hard. You've gotten good ones. Can't you just copy and paste, like, from what was that? I have sent you a good some. one. Yeah. And I actually just wrote an article on this. I think if you're just super honest. Yeah. And just say, like, you can also make something up after a first date, I think. You yeah. might be mad at me, world. Sorry, listeners. But I think you can, like, not make something up, but just be like, You're moving work is really crazy. <laughs> like, or, like, someone, I still have, like, there's still, like, some, there's someone else, like, I'm still, like, involved with or thinking about. Like, there are different ways to say it that aren't full lies. Or you can just be like, I think you're great. I have no idea what I'm looking for right now. Or, like, I just didn't feel the full click. See, I hate that. I'd rather, like, even a fake person come into your life than, like, I didn't feel the sparks. It feels a little more personal. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's tricky because I feel like everyone probably has a different preference mm-hmm. about, like, what they want to hear, what they want to say, like, how transparent they want to be. Like, And everyone, yeah, I think likes different levels of honesty. But I also feel like he basically asked you to be honest. That's you true. Know? You're actually right. And he, did. he kind of communicated really openly, like, what his preference is. So I think that it would be a good exercise to just be like, I am going to respond to that, you know? like, Yeah, that's true, actually. I think I would say something like, if he just asked to hang out again, like, I – like, I honestly had a blast. Because, yeah. I mean, I was so hungover the next yeah. day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's always a sign of a good time. Like, I had a blast. It was so great to meet you. Um, oh, shit. It's so hard. It's so yeah. hard. I had so much fun. It was so great to meet you. I just feel like, as I am dating other people right now, yeah. I just feel like I'm dating other people right now. And I have a podcast about dating, so you don't want to date me anyway. Want to come on it? No, I think um, no. Oh, it's so hard. I think you could literally say, like, I don't, you know, I don't see us, like, being a, like, connecting romantically. Like, you know, I just, I really enjoyed, like, our night together. I thought it was super fun, but I don't, I don't see us, like, as a romantic. It's so hard. I don't see us having, Listeners, like, a romantic future. send us what you yeah, have can, said. Yeah, why are we doing this? Wanna, see, you guys are so much <laughs> smarter than we are. All I your know. emails are so eloquent and shit. Like, and email what, us and just tell us what to do. Tell us what to do. And it's and some of you are making – one of you is making 
spreadsheet. Two of you are making spreadsheets. One of you is making a spreadsheet for us. Oh my god! It's just so sweet. I'm it's so, so sweet. Cute it out. Oh uh, my like, goodness. On that note, we love your emails. Please keep emailing us at. 51, well, 5 one first dates pod. You're our Valentine. <gasps> oh my God. Self love is important, but you're our Valentine's. Yeah. We're going to send Valentine's to everyone whose emails we have. Oh, we'll figure it out. But we send you we a love verbal you. Valentine now. Verbal Valentine. If Valentine's Day is feeling like it sucks, email us. We're very grateful for all the love and all the love. Now we're going to, I'm going to flip the script. All the love for our contest, which is still going. Oh, yeah. If you, if you want us to send you on a date, and you can take a friend on a date even, or you can take your boyfriend or girlfriend on a date. It does not have to be with a random date, but that would be fun. Yeah. The only thing is you have to tell us how it went, whether in a recording of a taxi cab confession, which you will do great at because you listen to my terrible ones every week, or um, in an email. So we give you $50 via Venmo if you get picked, and you have to do this to get picked. Rate, subscribe, review, screenshot it, and email it to 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. And if you've already done that, mm-hmm. in our previous mascara contest, uh, that wasn't a contest, just we sent mascaras, but if you've already done that, um, you can also tag us in your Instagram story, mm-hmm. and we will pull everybody together, pick one person, and send you on a date. Yeah. Um, on that note, yeah, I know this this was kind of a reverse format, but just take care of yourselves this Valentine's Day. Definitely check out Unbound. Like, I cannot Get stress that enough. I love that it's called the squish. It's so cool. So the more you squish it, the more it vibrates. Uh, hey, no shame. I feel emboldened to talk about this. Yeah, but that. anyway, you guys should check it out. Um, unboundbabes.com. Thank you so much to Polly. Um... Thank you all for following us at these places. That's what we're doing. We're plugging our social media. At 51firstdatespod on Instagram. Facebook. Gmail. Draw your secret Facebook. Maybe I'll put up one of those embarrassing oh hammer taxi confessions. I have to listen to them first. I'm scared. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, boy. Anyway, we love you. And we love you so much. Go on a date. Go on a date. Thank you for listening, and we just want to give a huge shout out to Manny from Five Ohm for recording our voices and putting up with us. And also a big shout out to Anthony, also from Five Ohm, for making us sound really good in post. Check Five Ohm out online at fiveohm.com. And that's spelled F I V E O H M. Ohm. O H M. Ohm. O H M. Ohm. O H M.